this is Metal Mike, and in this episode, I talk with vocal legend John Karabi. We discuss his new single, Casa Bella, his new book and music that's on the way, and of course, some Motley Crue, and a little Union too. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, give this video a like and hit the subscribe button. And hey, look through the channel. Lots of Motley Crue-related content is in there. Now here's John. Check it out. Well, John, welcome to the 80s Glam Metal Cast. How you doing today, man? I'm all right. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I see you got some new music out. You got uh, a Casa Bella, great power pop tune, 70s vibe. Uh, tell everybody about it. Yeah, it's um, actually it's a riff. I know it's a little out of my wheelhouse. I've had not a lot, but a few fans go, wow, it's not what I would have expected. Mm-hmm. It's actually a tune that I kind of started working on with Marty Fredrickson when we were doing the Burn It Down sessions with uh, the Dead Daisies. You know, I kind of offered it to them for the Burn It Down record, but it was in in their defense, it was really rough. It was just like me with an acoustic guitar and it was a phone recording. So they passed on it and, you know, we did the Burn It Down album, we went on tour and and then I left the band in 2019 and, Basically, that whole year, I was busier than shit. It was crazy. And then 2020 came along, and, and uh, you know, I talked to Marty about possibly doing a solo album, and we started recording a little bit, some other things, and then COVID hit. So mm. I took some quick classes on, on how to record myself on Pro Tools. Um, I'm still a bit of a caveman with it, but <laughs> I laid the track down, and, and I thought it would be a good... I, I, I love the song... But I thought it would be a good first song to put out there because now doing this the way that I'm doing, I have really no confines. I have no parameters like, uh, you know, is it a song that would have fit for The Scream or is it a song that would have fit for Motley or The Dead Daisies or Union? Now I'm pretty much wide open. I can do what I want. And uh, I've, I've always said that, you know, the Beatles were a huge influence on me. So when we were working on the tune, Marty was asking me what I was hearing. And I said, man, I'm just kind of hearing like just kind of a feel good tune in, in the lines of maybe Penny Lane or, or Killer Queen by Queen. Mm-hmm. So we finished it up and we threw it out there. And it's actually doing pretty well on the streaming services. But I, I don't know as of yet how it's doing on actual downloads sure. but uh i'm pleased with it i love the song and and uh i'm ready to go man you know what i mean yeah uh do you have more music on the way john yes there's there's more music that i already recorded and then there's stuff like i'm right now i'm in i'm in california i'm i just finishing up today i have to do a little bit of music uh, like a company music in the studio for an audio book. Um, my book is coming out uh, early next year. Sweet. So I did the audio book and now I'm doing some music for it today and I'm flying home. And then as soon as I get home, I've got like two brand new ideas that I want to get my son to play drums on. So uh, there's plenty of stuff coming. To, I'm just uh, figuring it out as we go. You know what I mean? So, with the book that's coming, I know you worked with uh, crew historian Paul Miles, who he wrote the you know chronological yes. crew books. Uh, is it kind of scary the kind of stuff that Paul knows maybe about you that maybe you forgot? Yeah, you know what he's he's amazing. Uh, you know, I was telling him some stories, and then you know, to the best of my ability, I mean, God, the Motley stuff was like thirty years ago. You right. know what I mean? So, but I would say something like, uh, 
Yeah, I joined on on uh, you know February twelfth or you know nineteen ninety two. Uh, I think it was a Tuesday, and then he came back and he goes, "Yeah, I don't think that's right." But <laughs> like, <laughs> I looked on the calendar, and it, he, I mean, he researched everything. Like he had the dates, times all this shit, and then it was even funny with me, like I was forgetting things, and he goes, yeah, you know, you recorded this one song with this producer, and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot about that. He's, he had it all, it was, it's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, he's he's awesome, and he's got a cool accent, right? Yeah, it was funny, he's he's doing, um, he's doing some, like, cause he actually co-wrote the book with me, mm-hmm. so there was a thing about um, how he met me, so he, he actually read for the audiobook, he read his part, like how we discussed doing this book. And, and it was funny, his Australian accent, you know, it's so thick, you know, so I was kidding with him and I wrote him back. I go, hey, dude, any way you could redo this in a, an American accent, maybe somebody <laughs> or, like from New Jersey or, you know, so he was laughing. He was like, fuck you, mate. <laughs> well, uh, what do you think your past bandmates and crew are going to think of uh, this book? You know, I don't really think, to be honest with you, I don't really think that I'm telling anybody anything that they didn't already know. Uh What the book really kind of goes through is like me joining the band, being in the band, leaving the band. And it really kind of explains my mental state, you know, the Uh state of my ulcers and, (laughs) you know what I mean, as I was whatever. So I don't really think that I'm telling anybody anything they didn't already know. Obviously the Motley thing, it was, you know, all of it's been so publicized with the dirt and Mm -hmm. just interviews and different things like that. I'm just explaining like how I was feeling while certain things were happening and how I feel like I fit with the band, but I, I never really did. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm kind of talking about my mental state through the whole thing. So I don't I don't really think a I don't really think I'm saying anything that will surprise anybody. And to be honest with you, like I don't and I don't mean this to sound weird, but I don't really care what those guys think. You know what I mean? I I don't you know, I I just I, I was telling somebody last night I did an interview last night. We were talking about the Motley thing and I go. You know, it's funny, like, the minute they told me they were bringing Vince back, I walked away from it, and I kind of accepted everything. It's it's not me who keeps bringing it up. It's not me that's sitting there going, man, I wish they would, you know what I mean? I'm still mm-hmm. writing new music. I've done, God, I mean, just, I think in the last 10 years, between my solo records and the records I did with the Daisies and the new music that I'm doing, I think I've done, like, you know, five five or six records so i'm past it i'm over it i don't even think about it so paul talked to me about doing a book which i really didn't want to do in the beginning but he said you know what dude you're you're just one of these guys that like even though you kind of had a few chapters in the dirt he goes you're largely a mystery there's not a lot of stuff that people know about you Uh and i think your story is pretty fascinating so I was like, okay, whatever, we'll do the book. So it's not a tell-all book about any band that I've been in. It's not a tell-all book about any of my marriages. It's basically a tell-all book about John Karabi from the minute I took my first breath till about a year ago or six months ago. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think it's going to really, I don't know. I mean, I have a ex-wife or two that it might piss off, but <laughs> other than that, I don't, you know, and I don't give a shit about them either, so whatever. <laughs> Oh, man. So it sounds awesome, man. And I know working with Paul, it's going to be killer. So I can't wait. It's, uh, you know, even the book company, like I was kind of reading the chapters. And when I first started, I did, you know, I did the book. And then I was sitting there, you know, because, you know, I'm sitting there going, fuck, like I'm looking around and I'm going, well, I don't have like, if you look at the dirt, you know, there's like all this decadence and drug addiction and just insanity and then you look at bands like Aerosmith and like Van Halen and like all these bands and you know that have done books or 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 had books written about them and I I was kind of concerned I'm like man I'm kind of boring you know what I mean I'm not that thing but even the 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 publisher they were like nah dude like the like some of the shit that you've gone through in your life is just unbelievable. And I think it's a fascinating read. So, you know, I, the book is called Horseshoes and Hand Grenades. And uh, it's just that thing, man. It's about perseverance and like talks about my, my life from beginning to, you know, to now. And the title is just about somebody that's been close a lot, right. you know, yeah. and, and, and it is really funny, but it's about a, it's a book about a guy that's been in all the right places, but at all the wrong times. <laughs> right. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's fun. Uh, when you look back at, at Motley 94, you gotta be proud of the reputation that this album has today, because I gotta give a shout out. I don't know if you've ever seen this guy's, uh, Twitter account, but his name's a fish. Anytime I mention Motley 94, this guy, A-Fish, he's, he thinks it's the best Motley Crue album. And I just use his, him as an example, but there's a lot of people that will always chime in. Best Crue album, you know, they go crazy over it. So you've got to feel kind of good when you see that stuff, don't you? Yeah, I mean, but you know what? It, it, it's And I appreciate it. I appreciate the ones that are, they were open-minded and listened, listened to the record and gave it a chance. Um, you know, but again, it's, it's funny. I don't know what it is about my career, but if you go back in hindsight and you look at all these records I've done, uh, the Scream, Motley stuff, Union, it's weird when it was out, it was like, what is this? You know what I mean? People didn't <laughs> yes. get it, didn't want to get it. You know, it was kind of considered, I hate to use the word failures, but, you know, in the grand scheme of, you know, record companies, it was kind of considered failures. But it's funny, like 15, 20, 25 years later, all of those records are now like, ugh, you know, they're like, there's all three of those bands have this weird, like, cult following with the records that I did with them. Right. They do. So it, it's puzzling. I appreciate it, but it is a bit puzzling. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned timing because, you know, when you look at when this album came out, I think on paper, you know, like it sounds like it could be huge because you've got Bob Rock, who just came off of the Black album, you know, the 80s hair thing, that's over. But, you know, hey, the guy that epitomizes that, let's face it, like Vince Neil is kind of the poster child for hair model. He's not there. And we got this new guy in the band. Like, it seems like all the elements are there. 
But I don't know, man. Is Motley Crue just were they just associated with the '80s, and then once you hit the '90s, it was just nobody would, would uh, give it a chance? What do, what do you think? Well, you know, it was a weird time. You know, it was a it was an odd time. It was changing. Yeah, I mean, all the Motley. You know, Motley's whole career was about excess, over the top. You know, and then and then all of a sudden, all these bands started coming out of Seattle that were the antithesis of that. You know, and it, it was rough, man. It was weird. Like the concert tickets were weird, but it wasn't just weird for Motley. It was weird for everybody. Right. You know, Bon Jovi, Def Leppard. God, I remember doing a show in Jacksonville, Florida, and we played a uh, like a basketball arena, and it was like two or 3,000 people in like a 15,000 seat arena. And we were like, oh man, what's going on? But it was funny, Richard Marks was playing right across the street in the theater. And he probably only had four or 500 people there in like a two or 3,000 seat theater. Right. So it, it was just a weird time for everybody. You know, they got through it. They did my record and then they brought Vince back and they got through it. And, you know, obviously look at them today. They're doing great business. Oh, yeah. But it was, you know, it was a weird time. The funny thing of it is, is I still struggle to a degree. Um, and this is my doing. Um, you know, I, I sang for Motley Crue for five years. And then I played guitar with Rat for eight. Right, right. You know, so I get lumped into the hair metal, you know, hair metal 80s category. Like, I've been kind of fighting it my whole life. Uh -huh. But if you really looked at the songs on my phone and looked at my history, like all the songs on my phone are from like mid sixties to like 1980. It's like set all through the seventies. Like I love that 15 years of music. Uh huh. And then if you, and if you look at my history, my career, I didn't release a record. I released zero music in the eighties. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. was, I know that's like my, first, my first record didn't come out until 91. Yep. Um, but it's funny, just being associated with those two bands, they were two of the biggest bands in the 80s, and I played in both of them. So I'm, you know, I'm an 80s guy. Not too many people can say that they were both in both Crew and Rat, two of the biggest 80s bands, you know? I hear you. I saw you play with Crew live at Weedsport. I don't know if you have any recollection of the show. The cool thing about Weedsport yep. show, it's all over YouTube, right? It's kind of rare. Like, if you go back in the day, it's very rare that the concert you went to was recorded, but the Weedsport show is all over YouTube. And, and what you're saying with attendance, I kind of can understand where you're coming from because I saw... Operation Rock and Roll at Weedsport. That was 91. Once again, we got Priest and Cooper. and It was it was still pretty thriving, the metal scene, and it was packed. And this one wasn't as packed, but man, you guys kicked major ass, and there was, uh, it was King's X and Typo Negative, uh, and that was just like a super triple bill right there. Yeah, it was It was definitely fun. We had a great time, and, and you know what? Honestly, I, I, it may not seem it, but I, I don't have any issues with the guys at Mot in Motley at all. Like, I love those guys. You know, I don't know why um, Nikki's had a hair up his ass for the last couple of years about me. I couldn't tell you mm -hmm. why. Don't know. Don't care. My my only beef with those guys was I really wish they would have just left me out of the movie. Okay. I really felt like, I don't know if it was intentional, if it wasn't intentional, but I really felt like my portrayal in the movie just made me look like a complete fucking babbling moron. Mm. Um and and, it, and they also made it look like we were playing in high school gymnasiums to like 10 people. 
No, and right, right. It, obviously it wasn't great. We all know that it's common knowledge, but the attendance wasn't that bad. Not not as bad as they made it look. So you know, I wish they would have just let me out, left me out of the movie altogether and whatever. But it is what it is. I, you know, I, I don't care. I'm over it. Um, and um, all life now is about new John Karabi music. It's about new John Karabi music and my new book. And I'm working on a couple of other things that hopefully will materialize in the next year or so. You know, life is good, man. It's too too short to be like. You know, I, t- I tell everybody, like, life is like a car. If you get in the car, put the key in, and you start it, you put it in drive, you're moving forward, mm-hmm. which is what we all would like to do. So you're moving forward. But if you're looking in the rearview mirror while you're going forward, you're going to hit something, and you're going to fuck shit up. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I don't, I you know, what, what happened behind me happened behind me, and... You know, it is what it is. Can't change it, you know, but I'm not dwelling on it either. I can't sit here and rest on the laurels of what I did in The Scream or what I did in Motley or what I did in Union. You know what I mean? It's like you're only you're only as relevant as your last effort. You know, mm-hmm. the last few things I did, I'm, I'm, I can't even rest on the laurels of what I did in The Dead Daisies. So... This is me going, okay, this is John Karabi, 2021. Here's here's some new music. Hopefully, you know, God willing, I'll be around for another 20 or 30 years and, and, and you know, still, ha- having a, 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 still have a career. You know, so I'm, it, it's fine to talk about it, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying me personally, I'm just trying to focus on the windshield, <laughs> not, the, <laughs> not the mirror, not the rear view mirror, you know what I mean? We'll talk about, you mentioned Union a few times. Do you think you could ever do something with those guys again? Because that was a great lineup of guys right there. I don't have an issue with it. You know, we never really officially split up. Mm-hmm. It was just the point, again, being at the wrong place, or the right place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Again, the music industry was changing. It was still, you know, it was going from grunge to like a more of a Manson, Nine Inch Nails, industrial, and then the power pop boy bands. So not a lot of people gave a shit about the band at the time. So we loved playing together. We loved writing music together. And I thought the band, to be honest, on paper was a great band. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's another one that, you know, 20 years, 20 plus years later, people are now accepting Union and going, oh, what a killer band. So we have talked about maybe going out and doing a small tour here, small tour there. When our schedules align, uh, I've been busier than shit. Bruce is playing with Grand Funk Railroad yep. and doing his things. Brent's playing with Slash and the Conspirators. And Jamie, the bass player, has been playing with Roger Daltrey. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, we're we're kind of all over the map, you know, and it's just finding that month or two where we've all got downtime where we can say, okay, you know what, let's rehearse a couple, let's rehearse a set, and let's go out and do a few shows, you know, just for the fuck all of, of doing it, you know, so... Um, you know, and none of us have any issue with it. We're, we're all great friends. We're, you know, we still get along great. We're all like brothers, you know, so we, 
you know, we we love each other to death. We bicker sometimes, but it's it's it was a great band. So I would love to do something with the guys at some point. Yeah. I always love that live at the Galaxy live album because you guys had the the Nut Crew '94 songs, the the songs from Carnival of Souls, and then your own songs. It was so cool because the songs from the bands that you were in were kind of thrown to the wayside at that point. You know what I mean? So to hear them live and hear you guys doing them, it, it's cool. It's cool to hear you on Kiss and Bruce on Crew. I mean, for me, the, the Crew and Kiss are my two favorite bands, so it, it was a win-win. Yeah, yeah, and we had fun doing that, man. It was weird. It was it was kind of a weird thing. I talk about it in my book because we were uh, doing some shows with Cinderella, and they recorded their record. Uh, it was called uh, Cinderella Live at the Key Club or something like that. Yep, yep. And... So there was a mobile unit, and then when the record label, Cleopatra, found out that we were on the bill, they were like, well, if you guys want to do a record, uh, we'd love to do something with you as well. There was some technical issues with the recording truck and just all the shit was going on. So we didn't get a sound check at the Key Club, so we did our show. And then the following day, we played at the Galaxy Theater with Cinderella, and there was some issues again. There was like some buzzing, the cables or whatever. We literally got a sound check for maybe 15 minutes. We just checked Brent's drums real quick. Yeah, we checked his drums, checked Bruce's guitar, the bass, my guitar, the vocal mics, and we said, okay, let's go, and we just played that set. It's literally one shot through, recorded it, and and we listened to it and we're like, fuck, this is awesome. We really don't have to fix anything. And so we mixed it, uh, actually, and it was funny, because a really dear friend of mine, Bruce Bouillet, who I was in the screen with, he was actually the one that recorded it in the mobile truck. So he recorded it for us, and then we just put it out. And it was like, wow, it, you know, it's a good, I think it's a good sounding live record. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it, man. Well, hey, man, I wish you tons of luck with uh, the new music, the book. I can't wait for the book. Anything you want to say to your fans out there before we wrap up? You know what? Thank you again. Like, I, I, I know this sounds weird, but I, I truly feel blessed that I'm, you know, still here doing music 30-plus years later. The response to Casibella has been great. There's new music to come, and I can't thank you guys enough for the support. Thank you. Awesome. John, man, hey, really appreciate it, man. Been a fan for a long time, so this was cool. Awesome, buddy. Thank you. Yep. Take care, man. Well, that was an honor talking with John. Hey, I've been jamming out on this channel. you got to check out our cover of House of Pain by Faster Pussycat. It's got five players from five different countries. Pretty cool. There's lots more interviews on the way. Let me tell you something. 80s glam metal cast ain't going nowhere. So subscribe so you don't miss any of it. Rock on!